I would request the congregation to stand on your feet, please. Today, the title of my message that I've taken is The Choices We Make Counts in Life. The Choices That We Make Count in Life. It's like a ripple effect. You know when as a child, if you stand in front of a, a pond and if you throw a stone in the center of the pond, I don't know how many of you used to do it, I did it many times, and we find the ripple effect continuing till the end. It's the same thing. Many of our actions, our decisions, not realizing that when we make it, has a ripple effect, not only in the center of our life, but for generations to come. We do not realize it, but it affects many generations because of the choices and the actions that we have taken at some given time. So the title that I have taken today is, the power to choose. And as we wait upon the Lord and we sing the song, set my spirit free to worship thee. Right. I want you to close your eyes and make it a dedication. Say, Lord, today, set my spirit free so I'll be able to worship thee. Set my spirit free that I might worship thee. Set my spirit free that I may praise thy name. Let all bondage go and let deliver. Sweep over my soul, sweep over my soul, sweep sweep over my soul, my rest is Sit at thy feet, Holy Spirit, sweep over my soul. Father God, we pray this afternoon, Master. We surrender ourselves into your holy hands, Lord God, and we pray, have your way, Master. Sweep over our souls today, Master. And Father, I pray that you will minister your word today unto your children, as you have ministered your word unto me, Master. Father, I pray that there will be a circumcision of hearts today, Daddy. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you will touch your children at the point of need, Daddy. Father, I pray that they will never be the same again. 
Father, I pray, Lord God, that you will have your way in their lives today, Master. Father, we come against every disturbing spirit, Lord God, to be gone from this place in Jesus' name, Master. And we pray that your ministering spirits will come and take over this place, Daddy. And Father, I pray, have your way. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Keep standing. Take your, open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I was thinking, who should I choose? When I was taking the, talking about the point, the choices we make. And I've seen so many Bible heroes. And I said, the best person at this time will be to talk about Moses. And let us turn to verse 23. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 23 to 27. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the approach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. May this verse be fulfilled in our life in Jesus' name. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. This afternoon we are going to look at a man who made an impact on the world because he chose to, to make a difference in his life in the choices that he made. He was just an ordinary man that God took and did extraordinary things because he chose to do certain things in his life. Life is a choice. Yes, my sister. Life is a choice. A child once said to me, Brother Claudie, Uncle Claudie, I wish I had a choice. I would never have been born in this family. And I did agree to that. I said, yes, if you had a choice, maybe you would have not chosen this family, you would have chosen some other family. But however, a person lives their life, and when they come to an age, they have a choice. And I said, you can make that choice when you come of age. And that difference will make a difference on your children. Let us turn through quickly to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. The Bible says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. God is telling each of us that we have a choice in life. God says, I have set before you life and death. I have said before you, blessing and cursing, then God goes on to say, but I encourage you to choose life. He has given both the alternatives, but he says, I encourage you, choose life. It's my prayer this afternoon that we will choose life for God in such a way that it will have an impact on all the people around us for the rest of our life. Amen. Today we are going to look at Moses. A man who made a choice concerning the direction 
and concerning the quality of his life. Both direction and quality. Because of this choice that Moses made, number one, he received the Ten Commandments that God gave for the children of Israel. Number two, he led the people of Israel out of a bondage of 400 years because of the choice he made. And number three, God gave the grace that because of the choice he made, this man wrote the first five books of the Old Testament. All this was because of the choices this man made in his life. God took this ordinary man and demonstrated his extraordinary power through this man. God used Moses in an amazing way to accomplish an amazing task that God had. Amen? Because God chose, because Moses chose God and made a number of very important decisions in his life, he became a very prominent person in the Bible. Moses settled four key issues about his life as to who he was. There were four key issues that Moses settled. You and I, need to settle these four issues in our life very soon. And the four issues that, that Moses settled was the issue of identity. Number one, the issue of identity. Who am I? That's the question that you and I have to ask every day when we wake up. Who am I? And if you have the answer at that time, I am the child of the Most High God. Don't say, I am the CEO of this company. Many of us, when we ask somebody, who are you? I am so-and-so, of so-and-so, of so-and-so. My grandfather was a Pope. We don't want that. But who are you is the question. You must be able to tell the person looking into the eyes, I am the child of the Most High God. And that's what is the issue that Moses settled. Number two, the issue of responsibility. We have to settle that. What am I going to do with my life today? We have to settle that. We have to settle, what am I going to do with my life? The third issue is the issue of priority. What is really most important thing in my life right now? Right now, what is the most important? And when you decide that, the other things will fall into line. And the last issue that we have to deal is the issue of difficulty. How much am I willing to commit to what I am given my life for? We have a life, but how much are you willing to commit to that life? To whatever ministry that you have, are you willing to commit 100% or just 50% or just when you have the time? These are the issues that every one of us must deal with. Moses made the choice in the right time, every time when they came face to face. Today I am going to talk about four basic foundations for our personal success. Four basic foundations. There are many, but I am just looking at four. Number one, to discover what God made me to be. Number one. Number two, accept responsibilities for my life. We will be looking at that. Third, we will be looking at establish a value system for my life. Fourth one, never take your eyes off the goal. People who succeed are people who are focused, not people who sleep in the church. I pray and ask you, wake up! See this man standing on my right. This man's duty is to come and wake you up very gently, so that you don't get disturbed. So if you get a pat on your back, 
please don't tell your wife I am meditating. Okay? You won't get food when you go home. You can do your meditation when you go home. Now, open thou thy eyes. My first point is, discover what God made you to be. That's my first point. Next slide, sister. Moses was born a Hebrew slave, but he was raised in Pharaoh's palace as Pharaoh's grandson. Moses had an identity crisis right now. Here was Moses, he had to make a decision right now. The decision was right in front of him. Am I a Jew of a Jewish slave or I am of royalty? He had to make that choice. I am a Jew of a Jewish slave or I am royalty. The consequences of this decision was going to affect Moses' life and generations to come. If I chose to say I am Pharaoh's grandson, if Moses had gone to make that decision, number one, he would have had fame. All the fame he would have had. Number two, he, he knows that he would have had all the fortune given to him. Number three, he knew that he will have all the life and luxury. Number four, he knew that he would have all the career, the best. And number five, Moses knew that he is going to be heir to the throne. If he only decided to say, I am of royalty. But here was another question that was thrown before Moses. If Moses chose to say, I am Jewish, of a Jewish slave, then, number one, he would be rejected. Rejection totally from the palace. Number two, he will be despised by everyone that loved him at that given time. Number three, he would be thrown out. Number four, he will be humiliated. He could live as a slave for the rest of his life. And here was Moses having the decision to make. Am I going to choose royalty or am I going to say I was born from a slave? And many of us will stand in the same time at some given time. If you look carefully when you went at work and you went to work and when people see in the other part of you, everyone enjoyed your presence. You got a pat on your back but the day you decided to say that I am a child of God, immediately you are rejected. You have become an outcast now, because you are standing for a different cause. Many of us will face this. As long as you got your foot here, and here they are happy to have you. But the day you make your decision, to say, I will not indulge in that stupid conversation, you will be rejected. Moses made the choice. And I'll show you, let us turn to... To our, to our Bible passage that we just now seen. Keep your Bibles open. We are going to look at these verses now. Verse 24. The same thing. Don't turn your Bibles. That's the only quotation that we'll be looking throughout this entire uh, message. Verse 24. The Bible says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I want you to underline that word, refused. Number one. Underline the word, refused. It means to disown. It means to reject. It means to leave no door open. Matter is settled and done. Moses insisted on being what God made him to be. No amount of what peer pressure has compelled him. Many children come and say, I do these things because of the pressure that I have at home. 
I smoke because of the pressure that I have at home. I drink because of the pressure I have at home. You do not know what I am going through, uncle. I do all this because of the pressure. Moses knew that God had a plan and a purpose for his life. He chose to go God's way. And I pray that your children will make the right choice in Jesus' name. Brethren, God made you for a purpose. I want you to tell your neighbor that God made you for a purpose. And may that purpose be fulfilled in your life in Jesus' name. Amen? I want, to, I want you to say it as if you mean it. Don't just simply say it. He said it. Let me also say it. Please, say to your neighbor, may that purpose be fulfilled in your life in Jesus' name. And that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen? The first secret to success is to be who you really are. Many of us want to be somebody else. When we see Pastor Augustine dancing in the presence of the Lord, every time he comes to song, we say, how oh, I wish I can be like Pastor Augustine. When we see Pastor Ayo coming and demonstrating, we say, how oh, I wish I can be him. When we see a prayer, we wish to be like everybody else. Someone once said, I wish I can be like Michael Jackson. Doing the moonwalk. So I can do moonwalk over here. Most of us want to be like somebody else. We want to, we want to copy somebody else other than who God made us to be. We want to sing like somebody else. We want to dance like somebody else. We want to drink like somebody else. We want to talk like somebody else. We want to even buy the things that somebody else has bought. Once a brother said to another brother, You know I got this car and just like him. You see the intent of your heart? We always want to do what somebody else has done. How is this necklace? Somebody else sister so and so had it. I also bought it. But I bought it from a better shop, you know that. Be yourself, my brothers and sisters. Discover what God made you to be. God made Moses to be a leader to a suffering people. Ask anybody if, if, if Brother of Life is a suffering people, if they want to be the pastor, they say, maybe God called me to a different region. Gone. You go look for that brother, he's already flown out of the country. But Moses chose... To be a leader to a suffering people. The second point is, accept responsibilities for my life. Accept responsibilities for my life. Many children blame their parents for what they are. You need to stop blaming your parents for what you have become. You have made the choice at the right age and that's where you are because of the choices you made in your life, not because of what your parents made. Let us look at verse 25 in the same scripture. Verse 25. The Bible says in verse 25, he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. I want you to underline, underline the word chose. Underline that word chose in your Bible. If you want to make an impact in your life, it is your choice. If you are close to God as, as much, it's because you want to be close. You can read the Bible as much as, much as you only want to read the Bible. You will not read more than what you want to do. So you have to make the choice. God has given us all the freedom to choose. And the choices we make in life determines our future. Now if you take the four scriptures, three scriptures that I showed you. In verse 24, we've seen Moses refusing. Okay? In verse 25, we see Moses choosing. We see 24 refusing. We see verse 25 choosing. 
Moses follows a negative action with a positive action. He refuses one, but he chooses another. In verse 23 we see, Moses, God chooses Moses while he was a child. But in verse 25 we find Moses now choosing God. Amen? Just two verses, but a long scap of years. When it came for the decision, Moses chose to go God's way. And I pray that today you will choose to go God's way in Jesus' name. Let us look at verse 24. Verse 24 says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, I want you to underline that word, when he had grown up. Maturity is when people start accepting responsibilities for their own lives. That is maturity. As a baby, it was okay for Moses to live under the faith of his parents. But when he came of age, when he was grown up, he had to make his choice, not live under the apron of mommy and daddy. There are three facts about life. Number one, do not live off other people's spiritual commitment. Yes, my sister. Do not live off other people's spiritual commitment. You need to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That should be yours, not of mom and dads. All teenagers, it's time for you to grow up and wake up. You need to quit living off mommy and daddy. Pastor is not going to take you to heaven. It's the decision that you make today that is going to take you to heaven. Amen? The second one, we cannot blame others for the direction of our life. We cannot say, mommy and daddy drove me to this. You have a choice to make. Circumstances around you may be bad, but it depends how you choose how to live. You cannot say, I was in the midst of them, I did this. No, it's your choice that you make to say, I will stand for the right thing. The third point is, no one can ruin your life except you. Nobody can ruin your life except you. And you are free to choose the direction that you want to go. Each and every one. My brothers and sisters, my third point today is, establish a proper value system for life. We need first to establish a value system for our life. If you are going to make a difference in your life, you need to settle certain issues, very important issues. You need to settle that by yourself with your family. Moses clarified values and priorities very important in his life. Number one, look at verse 26. Turn your Bibles to verse 26. The Bible says he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of a greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Because he was looking ahead for his reward. Now, underline that word, regarded. It's a very important word. The word means to evaluate. The word means to sit and consider. The word means to weigh in balance. The word means to judge, to take time. What am I living here for? That's the question you need to ask yourself. What am I here for? Why did God send me here? Why did I come to this land? Moses evaluated that Egypt had to offer and he evaluated what God had to offer. He considered very carefully. He evaluated the temporal pleasures of Egypt against the eternal value of being in heaven. He evaluated both. What Egypt had to offer was nothing compared to what God had in store for him at the end of the journey. Moses evaluated that. Many of us do not know where we are going. 
we do not know where we are standing we do not know if we are sitting or, or lying down also we do not know why are you brother here i don't know what are you doing i don't know what did you eat for breakfast i don't know what you know brother i don't know that also everything is don't know why we need to establish value in our life why the question is the fact is if you do not decide the value in your life the world system will pressure you and mold you into its value system if you do not set the value in your life the world will set its values in your life be very careful so what is the world's value system let us look at what is the value system of the world number one the value system of the world is power and prestige i want to be famous how many of you before knowing the lord if i have asked you what you want to be you would have said some actor i did it i wanted to be like clint eastwood i always walked with a gun with a wood piece in my pocket i wanted to be clint eastwood and if i ask anybody each of you will say one hero's name or a zero's name either one of the names you would say we always want to be famous second thing is pleasure i want to feel good i want to be happy i want to have fun nowadays you ask children to sit 10 minutes and they say it's boring it's so boring mom and dad i cannot sit too long children find it boring to just sit with parents but when they were little babies they used to wait when the door was knocking and that was daddy's knocking and they used to run crawling to their daddy because it was pleasure to be in daddy's arms but not anymore now daddy comes to the bedroom i am in the hall daddy goes to the hall i am in the kitchen children play hide and seek because it's no more pleasure to sit with daddy and mummy is down now they are all dinosaurs extinct third point is position i want to make fortune i want to be wealthy is there anybody here who does not want to be wealthy let me see your hands maybe you can take tomorrow's flight and go back we all want to be wealthy that's the truth that's what the world is offering you and me today that's exactly what the world is offering us and that's the reason we make all these decisions all the temptation my brothers and sisters fall into these three categories all the temptation but what is ironic about moses by the world standard moses had it all he was there number one power he was heir to the throne he knew he is going to have it moses had it number two pleasure moses every desire would have been fulfilled in the palaces if you know about the palace life you will say yes i know what is happening in the palace moses is wins and fancies would have been thing moses was on easy street everything was cool and good third position moses knew that egypt at that given time was in the center of the universe everybody went to egypt but the question is moses had it all power pleasure position but he made a choice and he walked away from it the question is do we have the strength to walk away that's the question moses walked away from the very three things that we spend our whole life trying to achieve and possess the very three things which moses said we are struggling so that we can possess it moses said yes to god you must realize my brothers and sisters 
when we say yes to God, it means we have to say no to certain things. You have to say no. It's, let me share this. It's very easy to come to the pulpit and say yes to God. It's an easy thing to do. But it's a very hard thing to go back on the next day and say no to the worldly system. Will you be able to make that choice today? That when you say yes to God, it will not be an easy decision. You've got to think, God, I want to make this choice. But in order to make this choice, God, give me the strength that when I go back to the world, I will not say no to them. I will be able to say, no, I'm not going to choose you. I've already made the decision at the altar. Many of us want Christ and we want the world. Fridays we want Christ because we are so hungry for Him. But on Saturday we are so hungry for the world that we take the world also. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 24, you cannot serve two masters. You can't. You have to choose one and despise the other. The problem with a lot of Christians today, they are afraid to say no to the world because they are scared. When you make compromise, you make your life miserable. Compromise will always bring misery to you because you do not know where you are. What was Moses' value system? We've seen what the world value system is. And now let us look at what was Moses' value system. Number one, Moses' value system is he discovered that God's purpose was more valuable than popularity. He's seen that God's purpose was more than all the popularity that I want. God had a plan for my life. Moses knew that. I am going to lead these people from slavery to victory. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh. And he says, I will leave prestige. I will leave power. And I will leave popularity. All because I know they will not last for too long. All these things that the world offers will not last for too long. But for a short time. My second point People are more valuable than pleasure. Moses knew. That was his value system. He valued people more than pleasure. This is not from the Lord, but this is from me. I want to share this with you. Those of you who are sitting beside mothers who have babies, it's my humble request that whenever you are sitting there and you know that that lady is carrying that child for the entire service, just lend a helping hand and carry that child even for 20 minutes. You are sitting in the comfort, you are enjoying this message. You are sitting in the comfort of raising your hands and worshipping God. Your sister who is beside you doesn't have the pleasure of doing that. Will you value people than the pleasure that you have? I encourage you today, do it. If you see a mother beside you, say, give that child to me. I will hold that child for 15 minutes. Do you know how hard it is to hold a child for two hours in your hands? Do that. Try it. Try living Christianity in the church before you can live it out in the world. My second point, not from, from the Lord, but it's from my heart. Those of you who have children and you have your children in Friday school, I humbly request you, once in six months, make a commitment to call one of the teachers and say, can I come and sit in your class just for, for, for this Friday? I just want to sit in your class. And see what they are going through. These two will make you make a difference in your prayer life. I am not asking you, all of you to run to Goya at one time in the Friday school. Then she will have to teach you instead of teaching the children. Please don't do that. So before time, 
call up one of the parents, uh, teachers and say, I would like to be in your class. See what's happening there. And when you go home, you will run on your knees and say, God, lift up that teacher, lift up these children. It's, it's beautiful to enjoy these pleasures. Moses made a choice, my brothers and sisters. Look at verse 25. Turn to verse 25. The Bible says he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God. That means they were slavery at that time. Rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. I like this verse. The Bible never lies. The Bible never sugarcoats phrases. The Bible speaks the truth. Pleasure, my brothers and sisters. Pleasure is beautiful. Do you know that? Sin is very beautiful for a short time. The Bible says that sin is fun. But all this is for a short time. It will not last for long. It's for a season. At the end, it will bring death. That which is so much of pleasure and fun for a short time in a wrong way will only bring death. Moses could have stayed in pleasure and nobody would have known that name. At the end, they would have all gone to Egypt and seen Moses as a mummy in one of the pyramids. If Moses had decided to, to choose pleasure, he will be one mummy there now. And maybe one garland around that pyramid around Moses. But he chose the right thing. My third point is, God's peace is more valuable than possession. Moses seen that. God's peace is more valuable than possession. Look at verse 26. Turn to verse 26. I would request you to, to have your Bibles to see what the Lord is ministering to you. Keep your Bibles open. If you don't have a Bible, please share with your neighbor. Verse 26. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of a greater value than the treasures of Egypt. If you look at verse 24, Moses rejected the world's measure of success. Verse 25, he rejected the world's pleasure. Verse 26, he rejected the world's treasure. Success, pleasure, treasure. He had a choice and he made it. He did what was right because God's peace was more important than all these things put together. God's peace was more important than the wine, more important than the women, more important than the song that was given to him. He says, I will choose this. Peace comes from not what you have, my brothers. Peace comes when you are in the center of God's will. Only when you know you are in the center. And maybe there must be turmoil. Maybe the ship is, is being rocked. Maybe you are falling, but still you will have peace. It's amazing that Moses gave up the very three things that we spend our whole life trying to achieve. Pleasure, possession, prestige. So, the question is, what made Moses do this? What motivated Moses to give up all this to choose nothing? Have you ever thought of it? Look in verse 26. Here's the answer to this. What made Moses to give up all these things? And the answer is found in verse, in verse 26. Because he was looking ahead to his reward. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Moses looked beyond this life. The life that we live here is to prepare us to live there. Many of us think when he comes I will be ready to accept him. It will be too late. Your, your values are determined by your vision. Every value of yours is determined by the vision. So the question I want to ask you this afternoon, what is the most important thing in your life today? If you are to write it down, please, 
If you are to write it down, what will you write is the most important thing for you today. Have you thought of it? Second question, what are you focusing your life on today? Today, what are you focusing your life on? My third question is, what are you looking at every time? What is captivating your eyes every time that you see? What is the first thing that you do when every time that you know that you are free? You have to look at my last question. What takes the maximum of your time? Where is your vision? Moses was a man of vision. He chose to have eyes of faith. My last point. Never look, lose focus on God or, or your goal. Never lose focus on God or your goal. Why is vision so important? The question is. Let's turn to verse 27. Verse 27 says, and the Bible says, By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. I want you to underline the word persevered. Underline that word. That's the key to the foundational success. Why is vision so important? The secret of success is persistence. The secret of persistence is vision. If you look carefully, from the time God gave Moses this vision of setting his children free, to the time it was accomplished, it took 80 years. I want to ask you several questions now. Would you wait so long, 80 years? Would you wait? If God tells you to do something and it didn't happen in 80 years, will you still be focused on God? How many of you are praying for a baby and it's crossed 10 years, 11 years, 12 years? Are you still focused on God because it has not been fulfilled? Moses spent 40 years in Midian waiting for God to say, start. Do you know why? Have you ever thought, why did Moses spend 40 years? Because God was draining out Egypt from Moses. As each year was going, Egypt was pulled out. And when Egypt was completely eradicated from Moses' life, God says, start. You have no more Egypt in you. How many of us have given our life, but we still brought Egypt along with us? So much of Egypt is there. I had Egypt for a very long time. And now and then Egypt erupts. And then I get, I get a trumpet call from my wife. Papa, you are wrong. Egypt is arising. We do it. We come and lift up holy hands here. But many of us got little Egypt and little closets of us. And only our wife will tell us the truth. That's the reason many men don't take wives to meetings. If the pastor says, lift up holy hands, he'll have his hand. Wife will give one nag. I know who you are. Come home. I'll take care of you. I will tell you history from Babylon to Exodus. Have you learned the difference between no and not yet? When God says not yet, He doesn't mean no. He says, my son, my daughter, wait. I'm still withdrawing. Withdrawal symptoms are taking time. And God has to remove that from you. One of the tests of faith is how long can you wait? How long can you wait for it to be fulfilled in your life? Turn to Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. We quickly will close now. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Are you there? 
Okay. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin which so easily entangles us. Now, here's the verse. Let us run with perseverance. The race that is marked for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. My question is, I want you to mark this. Let us run with perseverance and let us fix our eyes on Jesus. These two go together. Only when you fix your eyes on Jesus can you run with perseverance. You cannot run with perseverance first and then fix your eyes on Jesus. You will be on the wrong track. How many of us have settled these issues? I am going to name some questions. And that's what we are going to pray. I am going to call the man of God to pray. My first question is, have you settled the issue of identity? Have you settled during this one hour that we spoke? Who are you? Are you able to answer that question this afternoon? Can you say that you are a child of God? Right now. If rapture is to take place right now, can you say with boldness, I am the child of the most high God? Or will you be able to say, I am not still sure because so much of Egypt is still there and I am still living in Egypt. My second question is, have you figured the issue of responsibilities? Especially I want to talk to leaders and co-leaders. Have you figured the issue of responsibility? You have been called to prayer. How much of us we take the attention to do it? You are called to lead. How many of us do it? We have to have a sense of responsibility. Am I fulfilling the purpose for which God called me into this land? My third question, fourth question. Have you said, I am not going to blame anybody else for where I am now? Have you said that? Stop blaming the pastor. In the US, many people leave churches and run because they do not like the message. Either the message is too long or too short. Pastor is too old or too young. Pastor's wife is like this, pastor's wife is like that, and they are out of the church. We blame other people for what our actions are. It's wrong. You cannot blame the pastor for that. My, my next question is, have you settled the issue of priority? Where is God in your life? What is taking top priority in your life today? Have you settled that issue? What really matters in your life today, in your child's life, in your life, in your marriage life? What takes the priority? Sixth question. Have you settled the issue of staying focused? How many of you started a ministry and somewhere down the line you have gone out of focus? Are you going to keep your eyes on the goal and on Christ? So looking forward to your reward one day? Do you want to make your life count? My last question. I do not understand why people take off putting away, deciding to accept Jesus. If today you hear his voice, I want you to say yes. Say yes, that's the thing that you are going to say. Lord, I want to say yes to God. Too long I have been living my life. I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to go your way, Lord God. Uh, brothers, I want you to say this after me. God, you made me for a purpose. And I want to start living for that purpose. All the days of my life. I want to go your way. And accept your values. And not the world values. It's your choice, my brothers. I want you to bow your head and I'm going to call the man of God to come and pray. And we will sing this song. That we just sang. Beautiful Lord, wonderful Savior. I want you to bow your heads and I'm going to ask you a few questions, my brothers and sisters. Is God in the center of your will today?
And if you get an answer, no, then it's time for you to decide to make a decision today. Number two, give us power to choose your will more than the things of the world. What are you choosing every day in your life? Today you have to ask, God, give me the power to choose your will. You have to ask, help me to see him who is invisible. Today I want you to ask, God, I want to see you. Because Moses seen him who was invisible. And I want you to ask this question. God, I want the cross before me and the world behind me. If the world is before you and the cross is behind, that means you need to change, my brothers and sisters. Are you willing to say yes to God? Are you willing to say yes to God? If that's your decision, I want you to stand on your feet. I don't want you to stand because your neighbor is standing there. I want you to stand because you want to make that decision today. God, I want to be in the center of your will. Before you stand, I want you to take a minute to examine your life. That if you say yes to Jesus today, that you will be able to say no to the world when you go out. Don't stand because you want to stand. But stand because you want to make a choice in your life today. And the decision that you are going to make this afternoon, to have God in the center of your will, is going to make a ripple effect not only on you, but for generations to come. It's your chance today. Beautiful Oh, 
with everybody's eyes closed with everybody's eyes closed if you're standing here today and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus just raise your hands if Jesus is not the center of your life anymore if you have taken your eyes off him like it says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 just raise your hands we don't have too much time but I believe that God set this day apart today because he wants to draw us back unto him yes he wants to hold us yes he wants to guide us yes he wants to walk beside us yes he wants to call us but do you know that if we tell him don't call us he's not going to call you do you know if you tell him leave me alone he's going to leave you alone it's going to pain him but he's going to leave you alone all the same but he wants to call you back he wants to redirect your focus he does not want you to lose the focus of the goal that he has placed in your life. What he has called you for that seems to be slipping away. He wants to draw you back. Just raise your hands. Just raise your hands if you are one of those people. Because he sees you. Isaiah saw him and said, woe is me. But Isaiah was restored. Just raise your hands. Let everybody close their eyes. I don't want you looking around. Just raise your hands if you want to rededicate your life to Him this afternoon. And I just, as you are raising your hand, I just want you to pray first and say, Lord, 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 pick me up. Father, cleanse me of every unrighteousness. Ah, Father, you are pulling me out of the mire clay today. I don't want to go back there. Pray for yourself, pray for yourself. Sometimes it's self-righteousness. You think you are better than God that you think you are. And you know in your heart that is what you are doing. Ah, make your way straight before God today. Abraham lived a precious holy life. But God told him, walk before me and be thou perfect. Because our righteousness is of God, not of man. Just raise your hands to him. Mighty and everlasting Father, we thank you. Lord, because you have refocused our eyes on that which is important. It is not Egypt. It is not power. It is not prestige. It is not possessions. It is not the position in Egypt. It is walking with you. Doing that which you have called us to do. Living a life of love. Living a life of righteousness. Father, show him for your grace and your favor. Father, if we miss anyone of this, Lord, we are men most miserable. Oh Lord, you have not left us in our miserable state. You have cleansed us with the blood of Jesus. Ah, Father, we thank you. Father, we worship you. Father, we honor you. Jehovah, we adore you. Father, you can see the hands that are raised. You see the lives that are crying unto you this afternoon. Mighty and everlasting King of glory. Lord, we ask that you reach into our lives and reap out that which does not please you. And replace it, Lord, with a heart of flesh. Replace it, Lord, with a heart that will seek you. Replace it, Lord, with a heart that David had when he said, As the hair panted after the brooks, so does my soul pant after you. Father, we desire that our soul will pant after you. Help us, Lord. Father, we cannot do this alone. Moses could not do it alone. He decided, yes, but you helped him alone. Father, we have decided this afternoon, Lord, we need your help. To walk with you in perfection. Not the perfection of the world. 
not the standard of the world, but the standard of heaven. Mighty Father, let every pain of the past be removed today. Let every foundation of sorrow be uprooted. Let every foundation of sin be ripped out. Father, let your glory be released. Let your mercy build a new foundation for us. Father, set our feet upon the rock. Let your mercy and your steadfast love that is renewed every morning be available for us every day of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, King of Glory. Lord, as we have decided and rededicated our lives to you today, Jehovah, let heaven rise on our behalf. Let help come from places we do not expect. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please, as you remain standing, I will hand over to our pastor. This is a unique day. As we close, I want each and every one of us to make a commitment this afternoon. This life will honor God. Why don't we say that to ourselves? This life will honor God. Every single day of my life. Ah, God help me that this my life will honor you. In the things I say, the things I do, the way I live, my desires, that everything will honor you. Let that be our prayer and our desire. And our lives will never be the same. Father, we thank you for your word unto us. Lord, you are a God of purpose. You created each and every one of us for the singular reason to honor you. Lord, as we come to that purpose, Father, we pray that your grace will help us. Your spirit will help us to make the choice to honor you. At every point of our life, in the name of Jesus Christ, let your name be glorified. We pray for your servant that you have used. Lord, we ask that you will strengthen him, you will empower him, and you will help him to make the right choices. That at the end, O oh Lord, this reward in heaven, we will all receive it together with him, in the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go in the power of the Lord.